Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be recording this episode. It has been a topic that I've wanted to talk about for quite some time now. And if you've been listening to my pod for a while, you know that I talk a lot about faith and the universe having your back and all that good stuff. But I realized like I haven't done a full episode on just faith. And it really has been just such a fucking game changer in my life. So I was like, you know what? This deserves its own episode. And I haven't done just an episode not associated with Morning Tea Live in quite some time. So here we are, holding ourselves accountable, doing the thing. Even though, um, for those of you watching this YouTube video, it's fucking hot as balls in my apartment. My AC is not really doing much. But as one of my favorite mentors, Amanda Francis says, she says, show the fuck up anyway. So here we are showing the fuck up. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about faith. I used to have a basically non-existent relationship with faith. I knew that I believed in some type of higher power. I knew that I believed in God to some extent, but I didn't know what that looked like or felt like. I grew up in a kind of mixed household religiously. My mom's side was Jewish. My dad's side was Catholic. And so we celebrated both Hanukkah, Christmas, if you guys are a fan of the show, The O.C., Prismica, as Seth Cohen calls it, resonated deeply in my soul, made me feel very seen growing up watching that. <laughs> so religiously, I was raised Jewish because my mom, in the Jewish religion, you follow your mom's side. And my mom was Jewish, but identified more as just like spiritual. She even called herself Buddhist at one point. Like she didn't really identify with the Jewish religion, but more so just culturally. And so I was bat mitzvahed and then I never went back to temple after that. And so I never really felt religious, but I knew that culturally I was this Irish Jew mix where I would celebrate all the holidays and I loved it. I loved having a little bit of both. And so I knew that I identified more spiritual, but again, I didn't really have a deeper understanding of what that looked like. And it wasn't until my last relationship two years ago, I've been single for two years now. And during that relationship, my partner was the most spiritual partner that I had ever had, like ever. And he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot about spirituality, about God, about faith, around angel numbers, around the chakra system. Like he taught me a lot. And it was during a time in in my life where I really needed some faith. I was at this pivotal point in my journey where I knew that the therapy world was not feeling very aligned for me. I was about to sit for my licensure and go into private practice. And it all just kind of felt like this safe backup plan. But I knew that my soul was wanting something different. And I didn't know what that was. And for those that know, I, at the time when I met this partner, I was part of an MLM. And I was so desperate to find some other way 
of building generational wealth, of making an impact. And I truly believe that that time prepared me for a lot of the lessons that I needed to learn about faith around getting my soul into alignment with my true purpose, which is exactly where I'm at now doing my business. And I really needed this partner to come in at this time and help me open my mind that there could be something else beyond what I was seeing. So what I was seeing was, okay, option one, stay in the therapy world. Option two, continue this MLM. And neither of them felt aligned, but I was like, all right, if I quit the MLM, I'm going to have to do private practice. But if I can make money from this MLM, which by the way, when I was in the MLM, they strictly said, do not call it an MLM, which says a lot, <laughs> but they just, you know, called it a, a business, let's say, whatever. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I was doing this network marketing and I was doing my therapy job and I was like, neither of these are feeling line, but it felt like those were the only two choices. And I had met my former partner basically on the dog beach trying to recruit him for this. And he considered it because he also was looking for a way of building generational wealth. But then he looked at me and was like, you know, there are other ways. He looked at me, he was like, you can write a book. And that was just one example he gave me. And now I'm actually writing a book. So it's kind of cool, <laughs> full circle. And I had had so many psychics tell me, you're going to write a book. And I was like, I'm not a writer. What would I, what the fuck would I write? And little did I know I have a lot to write. So now I actually just got to sit my ass down and do it. <sighs> That's the hard part. And I think I may have shared with you guys when I had my most recent medium session connecting with my mom from the spirit world. And she said, Rachel, keep writing. This book is already finished in the 5d realm, but we need to bring it to the 3d realm. Now the old me wouldn't have even known what that means. So if you don't know what that means, it's totally cool. It just means the 3d is what we can see. It's our human experience right now in this body, in this moment of time. And the 5D is more of that spiritual world where, you know, if you believe in heaven, people die and pass on to the spiritual world and we can't see it. We feel it. We have signs from it. My mom sends me a lot of signs, you know, when a picture of her pops up or a monarch butterfly or a pine cone, which I have tattooed. So there's lots of different signs. So anywho, he basically was just like, you can write a book, you can start a business, you can do this. And he said that his pattern was um, that he would leave his partners better than he found them. And most of them would end up either getting married or starting a business. And I started a business after dating him. So we really serve such a deep healing purpose in each other's lives. We're still friends to this day. The only ex I've ever been able to be friends with. And he really taught me so much about how to believe that there could be something else out there. Now in human design, I'm a generator um, with lines two, five. And as a generator, I'm actually not supposed to initiate and make shit happen. I'm supposed to wait to respond. So if there's like an energy or an idea and then I respond to it, yes or no. And I use my sacral to do that. But again, at this time, I didn't know any of this stuff. And I was so unsafe in my body. I had so much anxiety. I had so much unresolved trauma that I did not feel safe to release control. I did not feel safe to believe in this idea that I didn't have to make everything happen myself. 
that I could actually allow the universe to support me. And so I started learning more about this. I started reading Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back book. Mind-blowing. I was like, what? There's this whole universe that supports us? Like, what? Why doesn't anyone teach us this shit in school? Like, what? Like, it was fully mind-blowing. Today, I had a conversation with a client about the energy of money. And, and I was like, we need to learn this stuff in school. And she's like, yeah, I've never heard of this before. There's a reason they don't teach us this shit in school but that's for another day. <laughs> the point is, is that it's up to us to educate ourselves. And so for me, I really did this deep dive into spirituality, into energy, into, you know, the universe having your back, into co-creation, into manifestation, into all these things. And as I started opening myself up to that, the universe guided me to literally finding the people I was meant to find to be where I am today. So for those who know the story already, and for those who don't, my TV addiction, I was addicted to the show The Bachelor. I even applied twice to be on it, but then I didn't fully finish it. That's a story for another day. And my TV addiction led me to healing my TV addiction. So my TV addiction led me to find a contestant on there on Instagram. She then posted about my mentor, Amanda Francis, then I joined Amanda Francis's Money Mentality Makeover. I learned about manifestation for, you know, one of the first few times in my life, like fully understanding it. And then that led me to being introduced to the coaching world and led me to saying yes on a discovery call to joining this program to start an online coaching business. I didn't even know what the fuck that was. I had no idea. Like all of this was just so foreign to me. I was still very much in the corporate world, very much in the 3D world had no idea about any of this other stuff. And it's wild because, you know, so much of my people in my life, my family, my friends, like they still don't know about this stuff. And I'm like, guys, do you know about this manifestation shit, this energy shit? Like it's fucking potent, it's powerful. And it's wild to, to now be on the other side of it where I've not only learned about it, but now my work is to fully embody it and become that powerful co-creator of my life. And I've done so more and more, but it's still a work in progress. And so to be at this point and then to look at how people are still living from this place of control and thinking that they literally have to do everything themselves and that the universe doesn't even exist. Like, what is the universe having your back? What does that even mean? Like to look at people relating that way and be like, wow, I used to live my life that way. It's mind blowing. It's truly a whole different way of living. And so how this plays into business, love, relationships, relationship with myself is control has always been such a huge protector for me. When my anxious attachment get activated, control. And I've had to learn to feel safe to soften that. It still comes up. It came up the other week. I had to apologize to my mentor because I was fucking trying to control shit. And she called me out and she was like, listen, there's control coming up. And I was like, I feel it. I see it. I didn't own it at first. I first argued with her and was like kind of wrangling and getting defensive. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes we, we do that. And then we have to be with the shame of that. So as someone who struggled with control, this idea of releasing control and really just following 
what feels aligned. So in the manifestation world, it's called inspired action, taking inspired action. Like what do you actually want to be doing? What do you feel inspired and led to led to do? And Amanda Francis will talk about this a lot of like, you know, asking for guidance, like, God, what are you, what do you want me to do? What are you willing to have me do? I'm willing to do my part. And then listening to our intuition. But the thing about this in the manifestation world that I was telling my client today is oftentimes the manifestation world and the people teaching it are not trauma-informed, like actually trauma-informed, not just like, oh, I read a book about trauma, but like have processed their own trauma, experienced their own healing of their trauma, and can ethically teach that to other people because we cannot teach something that we've only cognitively learned about. Like, yes, to an extent, I used to do that all the time in the therapy world. I was fully dysregulated internally, but I was teaching all about emotion regulation but now I've actually done the work on myself and I'm continuing to do the work on myself. So it's just a very different experience. So we have to understand that if we're in survival mode, if our nervous systems are in survival mode, we will not feel safe to lean into faith. So for example, this shows up in entrepreneurship all the damn time. We are launching something, we are offering something and the control part of us is like, okay, we have to do this. And we have to message this person. We have to do this and bum, bum, bum. And then if it doesn't happen right away, we're like, oh, we're not doing enough. We got to do more, 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 more until it happens. And listen, I have been the queen of making shit happen. I am relentless. My mom used to joke all the time. We named you Rachel, R for relentless. I am relentless and relentlessness can be super powerful sometimes. And other times it can literally block me from allowing things to be easier than I allow them to be. So I've had to learn that with my relentlessness of trying to force something to happen, it squashes the joy out of it. It squashes the magic out of the unknown. And it's essentially my inner child and my fear and my anxious attachment running the show. Rather than when I have felt safe to lean back and really connect to faith of like, if this is meant to happen, it will happen. It's either this or something better because what I desire desires me back. Like we hear all these things all the time in the wellness world, but until we actually feel safe for them to land in our body, until we feel safe to fully embody them, nothing gets integrated and it just stays cognitive in our minds. But when you feel safe to process your trauma, which then allows you to feel safe to lean into faith and you feel deeply supported you feel safer to release control. You feel safer to believe in abundance. You feel safer to attract opportunities. Like the synchronicities that would happen for me as I started to lean more and more into faith and as I started to really process my trauma and feel safer and safer to lean into that. I mean, it was just blowing my mind. I was like, what? Like this happened and then this happened and then I had a good cry in, in my therapy session, but then I got a new client right after that because I like released some pain and the universe awarded me for courage. Like the timing of certain things, the signs of certain things, like you can't make this shit up. And like, listen, I know there's always going to be skeptics out there of like, there is no God, there is no universe, energy is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Literally energy is everything. Our energetic vibration creates our life. Always. And I used to get so resistant around this idea because I took it, I was like offended by it. It's like, oh, so you're saying that this stuff in my life that I'm struggling with, I attracted it. And it's like, no, it's not about blaming ourselves. It's about understanding that 
what we go through, we are meant to go through for learning, for our soul's evolution, for our healing. And that's fucking painful to look at because as humans, we go through trauma. I've literally been through severe trauma where I almost lost my life. I don't want to look at that and be like, oh yeah, that was meant to happen. But I truly believe it was meant to happen. I truly believe that I would literally not be the same person had that trauma not happened. I would not have the same relationship to life, the same zest for life, the same relationship to all of it if that didn't happen. Now, the other thing is trauma can be really sneaky because for me personally, because of that trauma of almost losing my life, I've always had the zest for life. It, it enabled me to bypass a lot of my pain and a lot of my stored trauma. And so on the outside, I would be like, oh my God, I'm living my best life and I love life and blah, blah, blah. But then internally, I was unconsciously suffering from a deep, deep fear of abandonment, a deep anxious attachment, a deep validation wound. Like I was so dysregulated. But again, when we don't know anything else, we just assume this is our norm. That's it. We don't know anything else. We have nothing to compare it to. Now, now that I feel safer in my body, now that I, that I understand, like I brought these unconscious parts of myself to the conscious, which again, sometimes I'm like, fuck, this is hard to look at. It shatters your perception of yourself, but it allows you to let go of the old ways of relating through your trauma that no longer serve you. And it allows you to step into a more powerful version of yourself, a more authentic embodied connected, ver connected version of yourself. And that is fucking priceless. It's so worth it. I will preach that till I'm on my deathbed. It is so fucking worth it. But again, if you don't know any different, it's easy to feel resistant to it. It's easy to feel skeptical about it. And so for some people, like my former partner, he was really able to lean into faith, but he also was struggling to bring some of those manifestations to life because of the stored trauma. And so none of us are exempt from this. There are people who make millions of dollars who still feel they have everything externally, but they don't feel internally how they would want to feel. And that's the thing is money can buy us a lot of things, but when they say money can't buy us happiness, it's because nothing can take the place of doing the internal work. Now the money can buy you help to do the internal work. <laughs> Having money supports you in doing that, right? But it's about how you're relating to that money. It's how you're using that money. So all of this is to say that regardless of where you're at on your journey with faith, if you really struggle to connect to this idea of a higher power, a higher being, I don't even call it God. I call it the universe because that's what resonates for me, but replace that with whatever resonates for you. I had a former Jesus loving friend who got so upset every time I said the universe instead of God. And I looked at her and I said, but what's the difference? It's literally all the same thing. So what to me, it's all the same. So whatever you want to call it, spirit, divine, higher power, source, you know, life source, energy source, the universe. I just say the universe because it feels all encompassing. So if you are struggling to relate to the universe, to God, to higher power, to feeling supported, it might mean that you are in survival mode. Your nervous system is stuck in survival mode from that childhood trauma that is unprocessed in your body because trauma starts from childhood. That is where it begins. That's where our nervous system wiring begins. 
And that means that you may have some healing to do, and that is okay. We all have healing to do in this world. That is why I'm so passionate about healing. <laughs> and if you are like in the phase where I was, where it's like you're learning about it, but you're having trouble embodying it, really looking at where are you struggling to feel safe to release control? Where are you struggling to fully believe that you don't have to be the one to do all of it? And there's a big and to this because we have the people like me who are like in their masculine energy, like do, 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 action, action, action. And then you have the people like my former partner where, and I'm not sharing anything he would be sharing. So just, just for y'all to know, um, where he would struggle, he would be more in the feminine energy and he would struggle with the action part. And so we need a balance of the masculine and the feminine. We need a balance of taking the inspired action because the universe responds to you. So you have to go first and then the universe supports you in that because the whole idea is the universe wants you to believe in you first. So if you're just waiting around like, God, give me a sign or God, give me, you know, some direction, that's fine to ask for a direction, but you also have to connect home to you. So you have to move first then the universe will respond to that. And it's a balance of taking the inspired action while knowing that you don't have to force things to happen. You don't have to control things happening in a certain way or in a way that you think they should. But you can trust that if you take that inspired action, that is more than enough. Then your other work, aside from the actual action of what you're working towards, is leaning back, getting into your body, feeling the feelings of the thing you desire already being here? What would it feel like in your body for that to already be here? Because let me tell you, you can cognitively say, I want $3 million, but if I handed you a check for $3 million, I know a lot of you would be like, yeah, that would be amazing. But is there any fear that comes up? Is there any fear of what your family would think? Is there any fear of how you would manage it? Is there any fear of losing it and not trusting yourself with it? The universe literally only gives you what you feel safe to receive, not what you think you feel safe to receive, what energetically and in your nervous system, you literally, physically, energetically feel safe to receive. So energy is everything. Think about when you meet someone and they have like off energy and you're like, ooh, or you meet someone and you're like, I just want to bask in this person's energy. That's honestly one of my favorite compliments. Like I'm dating someone right now and they just say like, I just want to be in your energy. And I feel the same about him. Like literally that's that's the biggest compliment someone could give. It's like, I want to be in this person's energy. It's something you feel. It's not something that can be, you know, described in a way. It's really just this feeling of like, oh, this energy feels really expansive. And so looking at who are you spending your time with? Are you spending time with people who poo-poo on all your ideas? And then you're wondering, well, how come I don't feel supported in the universe? You have to make that move first. You have to decide, you know what? I'm going to spend my time with people who actually have a vision for their lives, who want to do something with their lives, who believe that you are powerful. Because if you listen to people that don't believe that, it's going to get in your head because you're human and you're going to care what people think and you're human and you can't really prevent that. But you can choose how you relate to it. So I want you to look at whose energy are you absorbing whose voices are getting stuck in your head and how can you come home to your own energy? And just starting to notice, noticing different energy, the different people, the different ways of relating or talking, like where your subtle energy is getting in the way. As my mentor Yara says, 
subtle energy will create your life because it's sneaky. So you have to really notice like, oh, I just said that, but I said it in a way that was kind of weird and sneaky. Like what's happening energetically for me? And it's the same thing with money. Money is energy, but if you don't feel safe to receive it, you are blocking yourself from it. So looking at where is there some healing to do? Where is there fear getting in the way? And can you spend some time with that fear? And then recalibrate to leaning into this idea that you are supported, that all you are doing is more than enough, that you are safe to release control, that the universe always gives us what we need, not what we want. And this has been a fucking hard lesson for me because I'm like, I want this. And the universe gives me the complete opposite. I'm like, fuck. And it's like, yep, this is what my soul needs to learn. It's going to bring up the same lessons over and over and over again until we relate differently. So we stay unconsciously suffering to this, the same shit happening. And then we're like, see, the same stuff is happening. And then it further perpetuates this victimhood rather than understanding that like, oh shit, we're not learning the lesson here. And so it's coming up again and again and again and again. This happens with money all the time. We're an energetic match for debt. We pay it off and then we're an energetic match for debt again. And as you guys know, I've recently paid off my debt using the, the money that my mom left me. And I've had to really do a lot of energy work around okay, I'm safe to not have debt. I am safe to not have debt. I am safe to step into having enough. I am safe to stepping into having more than enough. I am safe to receive overflow. Literally, I had a client pay me in full for an entire year. And you know what I wanted to do? Immediately came up with 500 ideas of how I would spend the money. And then I was like, wait a minute, why do I want to spend the money? Why can't I just hold it? Because it's a different energy of receiving money than it is to hold money than it is to spend money and to circulate money. Because when we spend it, we have to trust that we're going to get it back. But if we don't feel safe to hold it, we're just going to continuously build the same debt cycle over and over. So where are you not feeling safe to hold money and use it very preciously and intentionally? Not precious in an attaching way of like hoarding of like, oh my God, I'm never going to see this money again. But more so of like, I value this. Money's my bestie. We are tight thick as thieves. And so how can I value it and spend it in an intentional way? And so for me, that means holding it. And I held it for a couple months. And then I spent some of it on an investment that felt really aligned for me. So listen, this is all a work in progress. I want you to meet yourself where you're at, but I really want you to take some time, breathe into your body journal. What does faith look like for you? How do you know that you are supported? What signs can you look out for? What sign do you want to ask the universe for? I asked the universe for a very specific sign. I've not seen it yet. Does that mean that my manifestation is not happening? No, it means that I get to release the control around the when, the how, all of it, because that is not my responsibility. The how is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is getting clear on what you authentically desire, not what you think you should desire, not what Sally next door thinks that she desires, what do you desire? And that's okay if you don't know yet. That just means you have some getting to know yourself to do. Not to add any more homework, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it all comes back to connecting home to you. So I hope this was helpful in getting your beautiful brains thinking about faith, thinking about how fucking supported you are and loosening the reins. If you are someone like me, that is like big on the action. Or if you're big on the faith, but not the action, leaning into a little bit more of, okay, how can I hold myself accountable and fucking putting in the work 
and making shit happen because I'm the only one that can change my reality. And the universe so desperately wants to help you in that, but you have to help yourself first. And if you need support with this, obviously I am here. Please let me know. We can chat about different ways of doing this work. And if you were listening to this on Friday, today is the first day of my new group program, Powerly Single, which is all about stepping into your power and using your time single, or I have some people in there that are also um, going through separations and they're, they're going to be newly single. Wherever you're at in your relationship journey, in your single journey, if you're dating, if you're not dating, if you're dating yourself, if you're dating a million other people, like wherever you're at, Powerfully Single is for you to embody your most connected, powerful single self, for you to step into your power. So it is not too late to join. It is 555. And then after it's over, it will be jumping up to 888. So you can still join us for the live call today at 4 p.m. Pacific or next week. If you can attend today, you will get the replay. There's going to be homework, fun homework assignments, journal prompts. And yes, I said fun homework because that can exist. And affirmations and hot seat coaching, Q&A, meditation, stay in your power, inner child meditation. You guys know that I always over deliver because I want this work to be accessible to everyone and not everyone's going to be able to do the high ticket offers. So I make these smaller programs to reach more and more people. So this is a steal of a deal. If you are ready to deepen your spassiness with yourself, if you're ready to deepen your connection to yourself, get your flirtation on, get your just feeling good in your body, feeling lit up by yourself, by your own energy, you're needing an energy boost, if you're needing an energy shift, if you want to show up in the dating world or show up in dating yourself in a new energy, this is for you. So I would love to see you there if you are ready to embody your most powerfully simple self. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you on the next episode. Mwah.